Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome back to the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. Uh, we got a lot on the table today. We're going to go through the Week 14 games, run it down. And uh, yeah, I'll lob it up to you. You can uh, have your first crack at Baker Mayfield Mania from Thursday night. Um, would perhaps, you know, ironically, we had just discussed if his career was dead or alive. And now it appears he's had perhaps, in my opinion, probably his best performance of his career, given the stakes and the timing. Um, and just, you know, the way the media has praised him. I know you have a foot oh. on your face like you're not you're not enjoying the, the Baker Mayfield praise, but go ahead. No, because you, you started off right away at the mania at the end, and I feel like T-Bow mania, man. Like, it's – this is nothing new, guys having a good game. Mike White went for 404 TDs. Now, did some of that, you know, earn him a spot, give him – all right. But like I, the people were coming out and like dying on this hill that Baker Mayfield is back and he's a starting quarter. Like, what are we doing? I mean, this this guy had Christian McCaffrey and couldn't utilize him. And like, you know, literally, the only reason, and even the really the we're talking about it, is a couple of things. One, why the Raiders went press, you know. With 20 yards out, I have no idea. Because <laughs> um, it's the Raiders, it man. Speaks, it's just, yeah, it's the lack of discipline and coaching. That was no shock. It was just like, okay. And uh, I'm sorry, up to that point, it was they had 10 points. So this drive, when I'm like, it's fluky, that was the biggest thing. That throw wouldn't have even happened if the Raiders just knew how to play some sort of prevent defense. But then there was the, uh, I don't know whose name it was. Don't know the dude. Doesn't really matter. It was just again spoke to the undisciplined of the Raiders. Went and smacked the ball out of Baker's hand. Somebody's hand on like, I think it was like a third and ten or something like that. Like it gave the Rams a free fifteen yards at first down when they really needed it. Because when you look at Baker's stats for the night, it was fine, especially given the circumstances. You could say it was good. But like, come on, are we really like, oh, this guy? Back in the league solidified because he went for 200 yards and a touchdown against the team that we know has major problems with not only coaching, penalties, consistency on either side of the ball. I mean, Derek Carr was – he had a couple decent throws to Devontae Adams, then he just decided to just disappear. You can say some of that is on play calling and whatnot, but no, like it, if I'm it, Derek Carr – like. Um... Let me let me pull it. It makes a both, man. Because Derek Carr this whole season, I feel like he's just getting a pass. So like, oh, it's just coaching, whatever. But like week in and week out, he's just so uninspiring. And it's kind of been his career path. I mean, I wouldn't really can call this guy an elite because he has some games that have been bad. But I just feel like we're seeing a lot of bad this year. And it doesn't help with everything else that's going on with the Raiders. Um, so yeah, when people were basically just going out on a limb and saying this is like some crazy changing point for it's a good step in the right direction yeah but he's gonna be a backup next year and he's like another really bad game away we might even see at the end of this next couple weeks from being back to where everybody viewed him and that's out of the league yeah i mean so i'll touch on i'll touch on the raiders first um Here's this is a stat from mid game. So it says that he had 15 pass attempts. He got to 20. So he finished 11. Derek Carr finished 11 of 20, 137 and two interceptions. And I think one of those was tipped or he was getting hit. One of them was bad. The other one was, you know, it's going to happen, right? Um, 
But Derek Carr has 20 pass attempts tonight. They've run the ball 30 times. Going into the game, he'd been averaging 35 points or 35 pass attempts per game. Now, what did they want? Four out of their last five. They'd been rolling. Devontae had been rolling. Uh, also, the Rams, the week more. The Rams, yeah. the, oh, Devontae had been rolling. I mean, we can pull up his stats if you want me to. Not he as much as Jacobs. Uh, yes, but they've been, throwing, the they've been throwing the ball more than 20 times a game. Yeah. And the, the other side of this, too, is the week prior, in week 13, Geno Smith went for 367 and three touchdowns on the Rams defense. So there's really no excuse for – I don't really care. Devontae, you can talk about this Jalen Ramsey matchup and how he neutralized him. And I, I think that there's some truth to that. We have a marquee matchup, two of the league's best in their positions going head-to-head. But Devontae in that first half, second half, didn't have a target. Okay? He didn't have a yeah. single target in the second half. And that's where my problem is. Once again, with Josh McDaniels, because what are we doing? He was had two big ones in the first half. I understand. Look, he's not going to get the ball as much when he's playing a guy like Ramsey, right? Like, the, I'm not expecting him to go for nine for 180 and three touchdowns. Like, he's been, you know, that's an exaggeration. But you get my point. Um, yeah. That doesn't excuse Carr's poor performance by any means. But it, to me, it just sheds light on the real issue here. Because in my mind, Derek Carr is proven. Um, and we saw that last year. We've seen that his whole career. And by proven, I mean proven to be a 10, ranked 10 to 20th quarterback in the league who's a very competent and has a higher higher ceiling than most quarterback. I'm not calling him elite. I'm not, you know, we're not getting into the Joe Flacco debate of 2012. Yeah. But he, he is a proven, competent, start, above-average starter. And I think you can agree with that. So, uh, look, Josh McDaniels, here's the reality, is the more I look into it, because it's just fascinating me, they're not going to fire him. They can't. I'm pretty sure their owner came no. out and said they cannot afford to fire him. They literally don't have the money to fire Josh McDaniels. Yeah, which is which is astounding to me because they just they gave a lot of money to Gruden and all this stuff. You know? And yeah, I, I the game was poorly coached. There were times they could have been more aggressive, put more points on the board, and they didn't. They settled for field goals, and that allowed the Rams to come roaring back with two touchdowns because the Raiders only scored 16 points. It's just like, man, it's so clear to me what the issue is there. And I feel like everybody else sees it except the Raiders and they're not going to do anything about it. And so I, I'm not a Raiders fan. So like, I'm not upset about it, but it's just as a football fan, it's getting increasingly frustrating the same way watching Nathaniel Hackett go out and coach a team every week. That's where Josh McDaniels is at in my. That's opinion. fair. Yeah. I do not enjoy watching him coach and that's, I don't know. It's just, again, further solidifies the whole – because, I mean, people were blowing up about this, the whole Baker Mayfield story that was just – I still am just seeing – other than No, it's a cool sake, story. I'll, I'll say it's, this. It's a cool story, man. 98 yards, game-winning drive. He's on his – he's back. He's against the wall. Probably, we thought – we said the day of. We didn't know if he was ever going to play again. Um, to, to, to do that is cool, man. Like 48 hours to learn the playbook. Like, it's just a cool story. And I've always had a likens – a likency is that even a word a, a likening <laughs> for baker mayfield if you go check the preseason podcast i i thought that he was going to be successful in carolina i thought it was a good fit and i think that what this this has taught me and this is going on the assumption that he continues to have mediocre success um with the rams this has taught me that he his ceiling is game manager which we kind of knew already but like from a number one pick you don't want that and that's kind of the the right. problem right with Baker Mayfield is he has higher expectations than 
well, he was drafted higher than he should have been, and he has higher expectations than I think that he is capable of getting to, I guess, you know, capable yeah. of meeting. So I, I'll say this. If he was a third-round pick, we'd all be going crazy about him, right? Like if Davis Mills had done this, this exact same situation, right, we'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Like what a cool story. But because it's Baker Mayfield, he has higher expectations. I think that he could find a place in this league, but he's going to have to have a really good head coach. And that, that's what this has taught me. Um, and, and look, they, they still should have lost the game. So, you know, this is all based off one drive. You know, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to say, but when I say Baker Mayfield mania, I mean, it was fun to watch, man. And I'll give him credit. Like I give credit where credit's due. Uh, that's kind of my motto. I guess my, my thought process is like, man, good for him. Right. Like he, he probably needed that. Because <laughs> he was probably yeah no no you know I'll uh I'll give the credit to McVay's coaching and the Bozo on the Raiders that extended the drive <laughs> oh, yeah. along I mean, with the press coverage and the Raiders being aggressive for some reason when there's literally no reason for them to be aggressive I mean typical Raiders but it's fine because both these teams stink they're not going to be in playoffs going anywhere and honestly both these teams could have different quarterbacks next year from what it looks like. I mean, the whole car marriage with McDaniels. Already hearing reports they're not going to cut bait with McDaniels. They got to get the money from somewhere. I'd like to Losing see Derek Carr. Losing Derek Carr, that's $30 on, million. Dollars. I think that's – if Carr moves on, and this is going on hypotheticals, maybe we can do this in an off-season podcast, but if Carr – if they move on from Carr, I think that Devontae Adams might end up being thrown up there. Now, the problem is, is he's continued to be productive, but Devontae Adams – that's going to need like a 30 for 30, I guess is what I'm getting at here. Like, like the, the sequence of events that led to him leaving green Bay, which everybody, even Vikings bears, the Packers biggest rivals, everybody in the world acknowledges that green Bay is a better situation for Devonte Adams to be in. And they didn't understand why he wanted out. Oh, yeah. Um, Makes so sense, the, the sequence of events that led to that, and then just to go play with his college buddy who might not even be there after year one, um, I, what, what's he going to do? He, he can't demand a trip like he could, but they're just not going to trade him, you know? So he, he's stuck, which is the reality, yeah. especially if Carr leaves. So, uh, not quite Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon, like we talked about, because he's still incredibly productive. But yeah, it's no, yeah, he'll, he'll be around. around. It's just, it's going to need a deep dive, man. Yeah. No, it'll be entertaining to look forward to in this offseason. Um, I don't have much to say. In terms of that game, other I mean, other than it was just a lot of incompetency on both ends, but cool story nonetheless. Um, noon games this week, a lot of picks were similar. Um, some of those, a good amount of them being right, but there were some that we were wrong. I mean, we we've been pretty open on this show when we're wrong, and uh, we'll just get right into it, man. Like the Vikings, their defense, I can. I've Run been it saying back to a couple of days. I was like, I'm going to take the Vikings. I understand why, you know, going into Detroit, they're not favored. Their defense has problems, and this is prime for Detroit to roll because they weren't going to get to golf. And oh, yeah, they didn't get to golf. He went for 300 something yards. And saw this morning when I woke up, one of the articles came out and was Detroit views golf as their quarterback next year. No matter what happens with the season, they're going to roll with them. And that's going to be great for them draft wise. They're going to get better as a team and be just more in contention. Um, but I kind of like the move because honestly, 
I'd have to go and check the exact stats, but Goff has been very efficient this year. Oh, their offense yes. is top 10. Their offense yeah, is top and, 10, well, even, and he's top. What he's, he's close doing, to top. He's like, fringe top 10. Um, right. All, like, I'd have to look up the advanced statistics, advanced analytics, but he's, he's fringe top 10 in almost every category. Yeah, so got to give him his respect there. They're six and seven. I mean, they have a chance to finish the season over 500, and I think a lot of people going in viewed them as a couple-win team. I know personally it was like great story at best. Well, I think we both like said six like, or seven I wins. Think we both said like six to eight wins in the preseason podcast. Um, As, yeah, that'd be like the good, you know, that'd be the that's good what story, we said. Right? We were like, we were like, oh, they'll take, they'll take a step up from last year and still not. They're still, I, we both, and we've said it all season, their defense is not quite there. And how many games no. have they lost? Because they gave up 40 points, right? Like they scored 35. Yeah. Like they could be. Realistically, if they, if they just gave up even 28 points every game, they could have like two or three more wins. I think. So, you know, think about that. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to golf, I, I'm happy that you're – I was going to push this, not necessarily a narrative, but I was just going to say, man, like I, I'm glad you're not going to push back because I'm just going to say like I, I'm starting to really question why he gets so much flag. Like he has his flaws. Don't get me wrong. Like you get him off his spot, he struggles. He struggles under pressure. That's that's really the biggest thing. It's like if he's not in his spot, you look at as much people want to critique it. Like they have the weapons right now. Even without Hawkinson, they saw Jameson Williams wide open today. Amon Ross St. Brown. Well, like they this got is whoever a, in the slot with Josh Reynolds and whatnot. Like Chark. Jared Goff. I just feel like I'm definitely guilty of this. I just forget that this guy. He went to a Super Bowl, guys. Like he he led a team and to only a Super scored Bowl. three points. I mean, the Patriots only scored Gurley. ten. So I don't want to. I don't. I want to stop you before you contradict what we talked about. About the quarterbacks getting too overrated. We talked about the Dilfers, the you know Jimmy G getting there, like guys no, that were that's bus what riders. I'm, here's and what I'm. He's no, I'm not clearly a bus rider on that Rams team. I have to say, like, I'm, I'm not saying points. that at all. What I'm saying is I feel like golf gets thrown in with this crowd of quarterbacks that's like, oh, we cannot have him be our guy for more than one more year because he is just absolutely abysmal, right? Like like this, like Mitch Trubisky tier of yeah, quarterback. Yeah, and that's the other end. Marcus Mariota tier of quarterback. We're like, yeah, I love my Mariota. But like, I, I, I can see that. But like, I, I'm just saying like, I think that we need to put Goff in the Garoppolo tier, right? Like we need to put him in the Tannehill, in the Tannehill discussion, right? Like he he is very capable and proven, and for them to ride with him next year is I'm very happy because I think that he could take them to the playoffs. I don't think Goff is the guy to deliver a Super Bowl to Detroit. Okay, I'm not saying that. However, I could see Goff taking Detroit to the playoffs potentially this year if things go the right mm-hmm. way, or if not for sure, when they get a better defense, right? So obviously you wait a whole year, injuries come into play and whatnot, but th- I, I just I, I just am starting to, because I definitely have been guilty of just like, oh yeah, that dude, that dude's trash. Like he, he's, he's terrible. Why would they make that trade? And it's like, in my opinion, obviously the Rams got a Super Bowl out of it, but I don't think the Lions – lost that trade by any sense <laughs> no they probably got the best you know end of it in terms of i believe i mean if i'll one say of those this picks gave him jameson williams or sewell i don't i believe i don't know who it was i but think now yeah. they have a really high pick this year and it's like, i'll say this 
if if the Rams had didn't win the Super Bowl last year, I would go as far to say as I think that the Lions, I would potentially be considering the Lions to have fleeced the Rams if they didn't win that Super Bowl. Oh, it would be comparable to the Russ trade in the sense you make that trade to win a Super Bowl because you it look at what the Rams are now. They, yeah. They have no well, you got to, there's forward. other factors that went into the Rams going all in, like the Von Miller. Um, or did they trade for him or right. something? No, they traded for him. Um, no, yeah, that was a midseason deal. I mean, so they, there's, there's other there's factors <laughs> that go into them going all in and it, and it paying off, which is the one time that strategy's ever worked in any sport ever, I swear. And it's starting to get annoying how many teams are trying to copycat it when they're not contending yeah, teams. The Lakers kind of got it with LeBron and AD. Took them uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, guess. Like it, I guess I, it, it really could, is then. I've seen sense. this move happen for a championship. But in terms of like longevity and building a solid team and contender for years, you're not going to do that. You're basically whoever you went and got, whenever their career is over, your franchise is over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see Stafford, he's, he's pretty much done given the history of his injuries and what he's got around him. So in part, the Rams are going to be done for, I'm going to say probably the next two or three seasons at least. And that's why we're talking about well, McVay. Like he's, but, but he's young, we're but saying who like, wants to coach that? The Rams don't even have picks in those two or three years either. So it's it's really like, – Right, that's what I mean. Like they're opinion, completely it's shot. four to eight seasons unless they can offload all their assets and, and get some sort of picks back. Like, um, Oh, man, the Cooper Cup trades would be nuts. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he would be – here's the, here's the thing with – and we can talk about that another time, honestly. But I um, – to, to circle back to the Vikings, and you mentioned Penny Sewell. I, I want to give a shout out to him for the reception today because that was hilarious. Um, oh yeah, no, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Great and I love. You know what, man? I saw an article too. Dan Campbell, I believe it was last week. He was like, "Yeah, I was going to get fired a couple of weeks ago if we didn't turn it around, and now I'm very confident in my job security." And like we always said, like, "Don't fire him. Be stupid, right?" Like at this, yeah. Point. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just a fan of this Lions team. When it comes to the Vikings, man, you hit it on you hit the nail on the head. And before we move on, this defense cannot win a championship. Plain and simple, it, they're it, gonna get exploited bad. They lost and, today, ugh. and Kirk Cousins went 31 of 41 for 425 yards with two touchdowns and no interceptions. They lost right. today, and Justin Jefferson. Had eleven for two twenty three, and they lost by two scores. That's think about that. Think about that. What more can they get out of this offense? We talk about how how star started their offense is, and it is. Look at these numbers, right? Like this kid is incredible. He's probably one of the better receivers I've ever watched in my lifetime. But they lost by two scores, man. It's like when Steph two or three years ago the COVID year would go for like 50 and they'd lose by 20. It's like, what more can this man do? They've got nobody. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it's just incredibly alarming how poor this defense is. And the fact that people are, the people see it, man, the people, no, it's the lions game. were favored to win this game. <laughs> like yeah. that's how we see why. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we can we, we can transition to the first AFC North matchup of the day uh, with Ravens Steelers. So you had Ravens here. The trust um, in, is it Tyler? It's Tyler Huntley, right? Yeah, yeah, Tyler Huntley. And I, was thinking uh, I believe he got knocked out with a concussion, but 
it still didn't matter. This was like as predictable as AFC North as it gets. Um, yeah, what, like 16, finals, 14? Six, yeah, like Steelers. Well, below 20 points, both teams. Trubisky had a typical Bears day filling in for pickets. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, go, go. I have a it. question for discussion regarding Trubisky and Pickett. Um, I guess it's just open ended. Like, where are you at on Pickett right now? Like scale of um, one to ten. Today's obviously like, an exception, but I'll give them six in the sense that like I don't think people expected the Steelers to be competitive-ish. Like they're they're definitely having a bad season. Um, but given he's not even really been able to lean on Najee, and I've always hated Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, I just think is so bad. And the fact that Pickett hasn't looked abysmal. Uh, I'm not going to say he's lit the world on fire, but he's not showing any concerns. If that makes sense, like he's he's like on the trajectory of like he's going to be fine. He should be a good quarterback. He yeah. should be do well in the Steelers system once they can their OC the season. And I'm <laughs> assuming they're going to bring in somebody because it's Pittsburgh. I mean, players do love to play there. Tomlin is a fantastic head coach. Um, I just think they got to do some retooling. But on the Ravens' side, that's it's an impressive win considering they went to Anthony Brown, which I'm assuming is a guy who was either very late drafted or undrafted, similar to Tyler Huntley, and they still won the game. Um, it wasn't pretty, but to win games without your guy and Lamar Jackson, and it's not like they have a lot of people to throw to outside of Mark Andrews. Um, solid win for the Ravens, and they got to play that kind of defense to – win in the playoffs. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't have much to add other than um, I really did not expect the Ravens to win this game. Um, I think Pickett going down is, is somewhat of a factor. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because I, the I, problem with Trubisky is he doesn't try and push it downfield. And when yeah, you do, Pickett, you see what happens, three interceptions, you know. Pickett yeah. can at least do that. I, I, I'd give Pickett a six and a half. I'm pretty I'm – feel, maybe even a seven. I'm feeling pretty good about him. Not like he's going to be this world beater Mahomes esque like superstar. Yeah, but, but he's on pace to be good. I, like, I agree. Like the question is, man, like, could like, he be? Could he be big bet? And I honestly, I could see it. Like, I don't. I don't want to say same player, but on that caliber, a, I totally agree. Yes, like he's got his good games. He'll probably be pretty good. Um, but I, he can move around. He's like, going to win a quicker. lot of games. He's going to be there, be in Pittsburgh a long time, and he's going to get carried yeah. by some really good Steeler defenses. Um, and maybe win a Super Bowl too, because that's what the Steelers do. So, yeah, helps have TJ Watt. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So going to the other AFC North matchup today, uh, Bengals Browns. Burrow finally gets his first win ever against the Browns. They've won five. They've lost five straight. And I just want to say this. I didn't realize this until I looked this up, but uh, the Bengals have won five straight, and they're now nine and four, like well into the AFC playoff picture. And it's just like yeah. this is this is this this to me is what's the equivalent of this in like basketball terms? Like just the team that like it's like the Cavs when LeBron was there, right? Like they'll just coast, and then they'll turn it on, and they're going to be right in the Super Bowl race at the end. I'm so confident yeah. in this team in big games. It, it's really like, and they didn't even play well today. They really didn't. Burrow, no. you know, not It great. was an average day for them, you know, and you really, I thought from the Brown side of things, they would have 
played a little bit better, considering this is one of the games they kind of needed to they get. They can't get – this is two weeks in a row with Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb is like under 40 rushing yards. Yeah. Like, it's I not good. They're getting – they're, 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 I, I feel like they they're look getting worse. away from their identity. I honestly, I'm not surprised they look worse. The guy, the it's guy not a surprise, but yeah, it's got to be pointed out. Like, but what's concerning to me is the lack of like commit. They were so good at running the ball, and now this seems like there's a lack of commitment to it. Oh, we got this new toy, right? Like, he's this former MVP candidate, and like, yeah, he's great, but mm. like, don't change who you are when you have who was the lead. I don't know if he still is, but was the league's leading rusher, um, for a majority oh. of the season. Who does that sound like? Maybe the Colts of this beginning of the season? Moving away from the identity of you, Jonathan Taylor, and you're not giving him 25 to 30 touches a game? It's not a bad analogy. Right. Like Nick Chubb, by definition, I mean, you can compare him to like maybe Saquon Barkley and whoever, is similar to the Jonathan Taylor last year. Best running back in the league. Why? And again, game flow, whatever you can say what you want. Bengals didn't put up enough points for I think they should have abandoned the run. Um, I get you're trying to get Sean Watson integrated, but I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, Honestly, I, I think that they know they're not making the playoffs and they are just Yeah, it's, it's kind of it. Yeah. Down the coffin. I, I'm be honest, I, I think Brissett deserves a starting job somewhere. I really do. He he's never oh, yeah. been bad. He could just, start for like the Saints right now. They, start they for Indianapolis, <laughs> right? Like they they moved off him, which is funny because he actually was pretty solid when he was there. Um, but that's just kind of who he is. Like he just plays well. No one really cares. Um, but yeah, but, <laughs> that, no, yeah, yeah that is what it is. Yeah, like he'll stick around the NFL though because at the end of the day, teams as much as they say they don't care, it's because he's not flashy. He's not like a team. When you're watching on Sundays, you're happy that he's your quarterback. Now, I, I don't think that's necessarily fair, but it's just the facts. Like, he's not flashy. He's not going to go out and, you know. Yeah, but I just feel like the like Browns are constructed to not need that. <laughs> you oh, know, I'd agree. Like they, they, they can run I wish the ball teams would accept team. that more, like the Lions, you know. Like, accept what you got. It doesn't get much better. And I think yeah, a lot I mean, of people better off. That's that's the real question is is how many guys are going to come through the draft in the next three years that are a better option than Jacoby Brissett or Jared Goff? Maybe five. Not too many. Maybe five. If that. Right. Right. Like one of the guys burn a first round pick. Yeah, and then you got to take that risk because it could be way less than five. It could be more, but probably not. And so, yeah, I think that that's a very good point. That he's not bad. <laughs> yeah, solid starter in the league. Did you see? Um, so this is a growing trend with the Bengals, and maybe I just am annoyed because I'm a T. Higgins owner. But uh, they took him off. This is now the second or third time they've done this this year. This is the second time they've done it with Higgins, and I think they did it with Chase and somebody else. Maybe the fourth time they've done this this year. And Twitter was really mad, obviously, because, you know, fantasy and gambling. But somebody brought up the point, and this is what they did, is they, is they took Higgins off of the injury final injury report and then just didn't play him. He, he dressed and then just didn't play. I don't even know if he dressed. But the, he wasn't on the injury report this really? morning. Really? Didn't play for a hamstring issue that was a coach's decision. 
So people have said this point. I, I, I maybe I'm salty because I'm a Higgins owner in multiple leagues and it's playoff season for fantasy. But um, if the NFL, this is the point they're making, is the NFL is going to make all these partnering with FanDuel, DraftKings, all these gambling partnerships. That can't happen. <laughs> you can't have a team lying about a guy's injury status. And I understand from the Bengals' perspective, I would do the same thing. Like, I'm not that up in arms about it, right? Like, it, my fantasy team does not matter to Zach Taylor. But there is a level of, like, it's a little, like, it's a slippery slope. Um, if the NFL, it'd be one thing, if the, the NFL has these partnerships now. So it, it becomes a slippery slope where you should have to designate this guy on injury report. I mean, he was marked as completely healthy going in, you know, and he was limited in practice yeah. and they didn't tell anybody or, or like they, he was limited in practice. He was questionable. Then they took him off the injury report. He wasn't still questionable this morning. Right. He's, he's right. going to go. And then he doesn't play at all. So look, maybe I'm just bitter. I probably am a little bit, but I think that's, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm glad you acknowledge you're bitter, but I'm also going to back you up in the sense that this could lead to a problem down the line because the whole point of having the injury report <laughs> is for those reasons. Like, it, it's not even for gambling reasons. It's for the NFL reasons, like their partnerships with merchandising and, you know, all these little things that like may not really matter, but it's like something they're supposed to disclose. And, you know, every team follows these rules. I believe the saints even got fined recently. I believe the Bengals are going to get fined if they haven't, because it's all play with Jesse Bates and chiefs game. I don't know if you saw that clip. Going <laughs> I saw, around, I saw why well, they, like, they, they find they're Jesse Bates. Subs. Yeah, and like they were making subs, Zach and he Taylor. just he just laid down. Yeah, like he, he straight up like there he saw Bates sees oh subs are coming in and just lays down. It's like, all right, so you strip the Dolphins of you know pick for the integrity of the game thing with, you know paying Brian Flores to tank games and whatever. I think this is firmly in the conversation as well. Like, I, I'm sorry, a player just oh I'm gonna fake timeout you know or fake an injury to get like a timeout at the end of the games that like that's not nfl man i'm sorry yeah, that, that's not right. football you don't see that in any other level um so, so that's what i mean when i see the Bengals doing that on top of this it's like they're they're, they're trying to gain an edge and, and i don't like it you're, you're gaining an edge and when we just talked about they don't need to they're five and oh in their last games and it's not really a intent yeah, it's not written in the rule book like currently, and they, they need to like put things in place. Um, it's kind of like with the hack shack thing in the NBA and whatever. Like, you, people start to find exploits, you got to patch them in the words <laughs> yeah. of Cod. Yeah. And uh, Roger Goodell is bad of a commissioner as he can be sometimes, needs to step up and patch this, essentially, is where I'm going with it. I do think but it's, a, I don't it's think also that bitter. To play devil's advocate, I think regarding Jesse Bates. I think it's clear that he was faking, and this is this is obviously like yeah. Don't he do was he was engaged like calling plays, or whatever. He sees like PJ Reed or somebody else. Oh yeah, he's like oh man, and it just drops. But like, but to find somebody, I believe he got fined fifty k. So to find somebody fifty k for faking an injury without a confession of faking an injury, like 
obviously he came back in the game and all this. So like, yes, we know he faked it, but like to me, there's a level to where that gets a little like, hmm. I don't know if they should do that because that's like, what if he's actually hurt? Right. Like, what if he just like, like there are freak things that happen where it's like, oh, I sprained my ankle walking. It, that, but, but like, you know, regarding that's... Jesse Bates this time, obviously he was faking. Okay. I'm not denying that. And this is probably worthy of doing that. But it's just like, I think Goodell gets so fine happy sometimes that it's like, it, it's no, that's too fair. much. It, it's just, it's just a matter of they have the appeal system. They got a bunch of cameras on them and whatever. They got, like, I believe, like a due process. So, like you're saying, they don't get too crazy with this. But when, when it's clear what the Bengals are doing in this instance, uh, I believe it needs to be addressed. I would agree. That's just, you agree. know, two cents on the issue. But we can move yeah. on because, you know, it's pretty clear. Bengals are rolling and Browns are dead. Um, yeah. Um, so moving on, we'll go, we'll, we'll transition to the AFC East here. Bills, Jets. Uh, we both are right. The Jets aren't going to beat the Bills twice in one season and the Jets playoff hopes are starting in my opinion to waver I think they're still in a decent spot but yeah I have to check their schedule I think they should be all right but it's concerning it's concerning um especially if Mike White still has a set of ribs I mean he he (laughs) took some shots today like so they got four I've never seen left Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, they got four games left. They got Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, and Dolphins. And Lions. I think they win two of those, and that puts them at nine and seven. Like, I don't see them beating the Dolphins. That just sounds like a split. Yeah, that's that's schedule. Um, and it's like, oh, I could see them losing to the Lions. Who knows what the Jaguars are going to do, if they're going to show up, and we'll get to them. Well, who knows what the Seahawks are going to do. Yeah. But hey, those exactly. are all bullets, like, is, And that's in Seattle, like, who too. Knows? And it's in oh, Seattle. Boy. So, yeah, obviously, if the Jets win out and get to 11 and 6, they're in the playoffs, but I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I think they get half, man. That, that's a very unpredictable stretch there. Um, and I did just want to touch on the Mike White thing because I've never seen a dude get so hard. And it's probably happened, but just in my viewing experience, never seen a guy get hit in the ribs so hard, like after the play. He was like grabbing, like rolling, and like he got killed, man. Like in the <laughs> slow mo, his it was like he was getting snapped in half. And the fact he was able to finish that game, I gotta tip my hat. Like we brought up the Herbert gutsy. thing, making the throw after gutsy. That is like he should have been in a wheelchair, like just for <laughs> precautionary to ease like the pain on his body. Oh man took some shots today but I, I really i understand there's not a whole lot of positive takeaways losing 20 to 12 but like we brought up before the show that, that was a snow game you know what i mean that's something you knew it was going to be low scoring count. too that's yep, division rival division against the bills them. yeah like the bills are a solid defensive unit um i'm looking at the fact that mike white for what it's worth was under duress that entire game, clearly in physical pain. No he still threw it like 40-something times. Yep, yeah. and no turnovers. So he's clearly providing a dynamic to the Jets where it's like, I'm confident they win two more games from here. Which ones, I really don't know. Um, and if they're going to be good enough at 9-8 and eight to get that seventh spot in the AFC, it, I think it really all depends how the rest of the team shake out. But uh, as for the Bills... 
I mean, you can't be much happier at 10 and three. Yeah. I mean, they clinch in there. They got to be close. I don't think they technically did, but yeah, they're right up in there with the Bengals and chiefs right now. Um, Which is what you'd expect from the AFC. Not nothing less. Right. And you know, you know, it was going to be pretty good. Like this, the jets are an elite defensive unit. Like, yeah, they got. That's why I'm so They're right there with the Niners with me. Uh, like, I think the favorite. Jets are the Jets are a year away, in my opinion. They they are like actually a year away. They're a like year. A, and it might like not even be like, like no. It might not even be like they, they're basically, in my opinion, they're getting Brees Hall back. It's not. It's not like I'm like oh they need not like they need to go out and make a move right. Yeah, like they I don't need to they're get internal improvement. Of Mike will be White. enough. Like I think it's like oh you have an entire offseason with Mike White and you just commit to him being your guy. I think yep. you could take another step, and then you get your superstar running back back, and it's like you already got a really solid receiving core. Garrett Wilson's a stud. All these things, and that defense is incredible. Like they're right there. So. While they Absolutely. didn't get the breaks this year, they were ironing out their quarterback situation, and then obviously the ACL tear from Hall is not going to help them. Um, yeah, they're right there, man. They're right. Yeah, there. just like the Lions. I mean, the Lions hit on the Dan Campbell hire. I think they're closer than the Lions. I would take the Jets. I think the Jets are closer. Oh, I, I would. Con- I yeah, I think they're further along with the Lions. I was just saying in terms of the uh, the coaching aspects, like yeah, we've Dan seen Campbell, three people were kind of up and down. He's he's it. Robert Sala, I know people up and down offensively. Like, his team's not that great. Ed, coaching-wise, he's been fine. He's got Michael Fleur as his OC, and uh, I, I think they really hit on that hire as well. Yeah, and I think the other one to throw out there, and I know they're struggling, and we'll get to them, but the Giants hit on Dable as well. So three oh, big sure. hires in the last couple of years to really uh, help some of these rebuilds, which is very interesting discussion when it comes to like, yeah. coaching. But uh, – hmm. All right, we, we can move on to what was perhaps one of the biggest upsets of the year. Cowboys get to 10 and 3, barely. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they barely sneak by Very the Texans, barely, yeah. uh, score at the end. Are you concerned with Dallas? Yeah, I mean, my concerns, are, I've just brought it up, is Dak Prescott, I mean, as of late, has been playing almost worse than Tony Romo. And We've seen in the past these Dallas teams, they have all the talent, but they never, like, find a way to get it done. And, you know, I've never been convinced that they've had really a good coach since Jimmy Johnson in the 90s. That's just my own opinion. Um, I mean, I know how McCarthy's story ends in the playoffs. Right, and and I I get people are going to think I'm undermining him and just bad blood for being a Packers coach. I think he was fine. In like the 2010s, but like he just never really evolved as a coach. And uh, yeah, I, I think it should be concerning the fact that he knew how to beat this team. It was run, keep the ball in your hands, don't turn it over. And Dak Prescott still shooting in the foot against yeah. a team that has literally given nobody problems all year. Why is it giving you problems with? CD Lamb, Michael Gallup. Could just could just James be a Washington trap game. Came back. Like, it could just be a trap. Game. And we can say that, but like the Packers game, I think a lot of people could consider that was a trap game. Like they've had a couple of these now where it's they're really great. Look, if, Everything's if clicking, today, but like if he has a bad game, like he kind of just throws the entire offense off course. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, look, if today taught me anything, is that the Eagles are leaps and bounds ahead of any other team in the NFC, except maybe the Niners. Um, 
and we'll get to the Niners, but I, I yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's fair, fair I, way to look at it. I do want to say this. Uh, Texans plus 17 and a half was the freest money I've ever gotten in my entire life. That's such a large spread, no matter who you're <laughs> playing. Yeah, I have a, I have a policy where if I ever see a spread over nine and a half points, like I'm taking it no matter what. Yeah. Because it hits at such a high rate. I also hit Jets plus 10 and a half today. Like it's just like free money. Or pl- yeah, it was plus 10 and a half. It's free money, man. Like 17 and a half points. Yeah. I'm, that's yeah, free three money, score. People are fools that, if they take that, right? Like, you know, that's how they get yeah. you. But uh, that's, that's why you put that sprout on America's team because you got a bunch of America's team, you know. Well, and they're coming off that win a couple of weeks ago against uh, the Vikings where they 37 to three or whatever it was. So it's like people yeah, have the Giants on Thanksgiving. No, I, I know where you're coming from, but no, no I mean, no. I made the money, man. So yeah. <laughs> I took Very advantage, fair. but all right. So we, we talked, we mentioned the Eagles. Um, look, this is not, this is like the third or fourth time they've gone like over 45 points. I think I, I could be wrong, but it feels like it. Let me look this up. No, they're very electric. And I actually don't have a whole lot to say. This they were up 21 to zero, like three minutes into the game. And they've done that two weeks in a row. So they, they had 48 today, 35 last week, 40 against the Packers. Uh, 17 against the Colts. Uh, they lost to the Commies, 35 against the Steelers. I mean, they are scoring a lot of points, 38 against the Lions in week one. I'd love to know what their scoring average is, but I'm not going to do the math or look it up. So, so yeah, uh, electric is the right word, and here's why. Okay, Hertz goes 21 of 31 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders goes 17 for 144 and another two touchdowns. I mean, these are like high school football numbers. Hertz has 77 yeah. yards rushing and another touchdown. Boston Scott has a touchdown because why not? Uh, and Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, man, we need to. I don't know if there's a better duo in the league right now. I probably personally have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they're top two then because I forgot about that. there. Maybe it's Chase there, and Higgins, yeah. but Higgins never plays. So yeah, we're, like they never depends on the team. I will say this. I think Sirianni and his scheme, whatever he's got cooking down there. In fact, everybody can just eat. Like, it doesn't matter what they run. It's, it just works. So they, they got some crazy play calling down there and schemes and whatnot because this isn't new. I mean, going in, it was like, well, with the lockdown Saquon, the Giants are not going to play catch up. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't know if you have any other takeaways, but uh, not regarding the, the Giants. Eagles, no. Yeah. I, look, the Giants. If you go listen, we've been saying you don't even need to go to the preseason podcast. Just look at literally any podcast. You've been I, calling I them fraudulent, like said this week. all year. And like their roster is, they, they overperformed on the first half of the year, and I think they're regressing to the mean a little bit. And yep. The roster is really good, and they got their coach, and that's like the biggest takeaway from this year. And I think it's a golf esque situation with Daniel Jones as well, like where they're not going to have a chance to get a super good prospect. So like you're probably going to need to ride with them next year. And I think he's earned it this year. He's played the best year of his career. So, um, but you, they're just missing juice now. When their their entire offense ran through Saquon, and today he had nine carries for 28 yards. I know there's game script and all that, but like. Earlier in the year, man, he was getting like almost 30 carries, going for 102 touchdowns, it felt like, every single week. And he has just completely lost the juice because they have 
nothing else, nothing else on offense. Their receiving core is abysmal, and I don't think their defense is great either. And so I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, if you ask me. I've said that for a couple weeks now. Um, This just confirmed it. They're definitely not going to win a playoff game, depending on who they play, but if they make it. But I I don't know. Do, Do you have any other takeaways other than this is just kind of validating what I've been saying? Yeah, like it was pretty clear that I thought the Giants had no shot in this. It's when it was 21 0, like you said, pretty early. It's like, all right, they already neutralized Saquon. I mean, (laughs) no matter if he rips off two long touchdown runs, they're still seven points in the hole. Like the the, the Eagles just match up so much better than this team. And it showed. Yeah, I I think that's, I think that's well said. Um, All right. So, Let's go back to the AFC South here. I'll go back. We haven't talked about it yet. But Jaguars Titans. We briefly mentioned the Jaguars today. Yeah. Um, big day for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And this Evan is what, Ingram. He, 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 Trevor Lawrence is like a mini version of the Chargers, like relegated to one player. It's like, oh, you know, half our games were going to be incredible. We're going to win. The Chargers, like, Jeez. oh, we'll get one game above 500, then we'll lose. Lawrence is like, we're going to have an incredible game. And we're gonna. I'm gonna be bad, and then I'm gonna go 30 for 42, 368, three touchdowns, no interceptions, incredible efficiency. We're gonna throw the ball over the field. We're gonna do it without giving the ball to Travis Etienne at all, who's our most electric yeah. player. Um, I'm gonna make Evan Ingram into prime Kelsey for no reason at all. 11 for Love 162 it. and two touchdowns. Just like, what is going on? Uh, I guess like. With the Jaguars, they kind of are in a similar situation as the Chargers, where they're, I think they're a little Lawrence is not quite as good as Herbert, but they basically just ride or die with him week to week. And that's kind of like where they're at. I think they're better coached. And I almost think um that it's like we said a year away with the Jets. They're not like as good as the Jets, clearly, but they're probably, even if this roster stays the same, going to be verge, like, fighting for a playoff spot next year, in my opinion. Well, Because I just don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be – like, he's had some games that were just duds, and I think a lot of those are just going to get cleared up because you see what he does today against the Titans, who have plenty of game film on him, given it's a division opponent. And, I mean, Mike Rabel, a team that's usually really stingy defensively, could not stop. And if yeah. Evan Ingram is able to do that, um, yeah, you could say some of that's on Tennessee, but I just really think that the Jags, we've seen so many flashes this year. Going back to the Ravens week, I just, I'm convinced that all they got to do is just get some consistency, which just another year of Doug Peterson and Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Some upgrades. He's going to iron that out. Defense, some upgrades. To yeah. I think they're just fine on a really good trajectory as well. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, so I'm going to present something to you, okay? And I might be crazy for this. might be crazy. Mm. The Jaguars are 5-8. and eight. They now have a win against the Titans. The Titans are 7-6 and six, um, and have lost. Wow. The Titans have lost three straight. So the Titans haven't won since they were at Lambeau, uh, however yeah. long ago that was. Uh, the Titans have a win on the schedule. Okay, they're playing the Texans. They're going to beat the Texans. They played the Jaguars again in week 18, which that's why I'm going. But they play mm-hmm. the Chargers next week, which 
you know, I could see depends them losing the that game. Record yeah. is, depending, yeah. yeah, depending, but they could lose that game. Okay, then they play the Cowboys in Week 17, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't see them beating the Cowboys. I, I, I don't, I, I don't foresee mm. that. So we're not in a situation where the Titans are kind of have their backs against the wall. They're on top of the division. They have a two-game lead, but. I could see the Jaguars potentially coming in and stealing this. And let me pull up the Jaguars schedule just to like just to confirm. So the Jaguars do have the Cowboys next week. Um they have the Texans. The Jaguars are gonna have to get two games and they have Cowboys, Jaguar or Cowboys, Jets, Texans, Titans. So we're assuming that they'll get the tight this is all running on the assumption that they get the Titans in twice. To beat them twice, which I don't know if we can guarantee that, but um, I'm just putting it out in the realm of possibility because then they have a Thursday night game in two weeks against the Jets. I'm probably going to lean towards the Jets, but if they're going to if they're going to keep playing like this, then I'm taking the Jaguars almost against a lot of teams in the league. So, and then the Texans is a win. So, the Titans are clearly favored to take this division, but I just want to raise concerns in about three weeks' time. I just want to be there to say that I said it. So that's that's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's just possible. There's a path. There's a path of there. And it's all riding you know. on Lawrence if he plays like this. You know, I think they're yeah. as good as anybody when he plays like this. So um, we can move on, though. Um, AFC West, we talked about the Chargers a little bit, but they haven't played yet. Uh, Chiefs, Broncos. Scoreboard in 17 points. And they still lost. It's just a typical Broncos country. We'll call them that fashion. I, so Russell Wilson finally gets to the point where I think he's maybe tied or like a touchdown short of getting that bathroom total for his – But now he's hurt. He has in his houses. Now he's hurt, yeah. So he might end up just not getting it. Um, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I think it was more just – the Chiefs playing sloppy here. Uh, they gave the Broncos a lot of extra possessions. Oh, was that three the Broncos, Right, and the Broncos still lost. So it was more <laughs> of like, I think the Broncos just at a certain point in the year, like, you know, a blind squirrel will always find a couple nuts during a day. Like, he Bang. just roams around. I think the Bengals, not the Bengals, the Broncos, Throughout the year, like, oh, we just we they got a couple drives that probably would have scored in other games that all just hit today. And now yeah. they're never gonna probably go over 20 points the rest of the year. Yeah. It's a good way. If to we're just it. being honest, you know, am, I'm never um, gonna pick this team. Uh they they are in that Rams boat of they got a lot of problems and not a lot of solutions with how to fix yeah. them. I'm a little upset. Shoot. I'm looking at the box score and I was trying to decide this week. Thought I made the right choice, but now I realize I didn't. Um, I was I have a big big fantasy matchup to make the playoffs in one of my leagues, and it was between picking up Jarek McKinnon or Zonovan Knight. And Knight Ooh. ended up scoring a touchdown, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I made the right choice." And now I'm looking at the box score, and I don't know how I missed McKinnon having seven catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and I ended up losing. So I don't know if it would have made. It might, it might have made a difference, but yeah, that, that one stings. Judy a had a good game too, three touchdowns. It's about time, man. Yeah. 
It's about yeah. time that they start getting through the air. They have decent receivers and Russell Wilson. So, well, not anymore. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Convince Judy anywhere else would like be a pretty household name by now. And that uh, might be going out on a limb, but I'm seeing the way like Devontae Smith looks, Jameson Williams, like that Alabama, that entire receiving room for the past couple of years has been good. And yeah, um, I would agree. I don't know, man. I don't know. So Carolina, uh, we got two games left, and they're not going to take very long because um, one of them is Niners Bucks. But uh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina goes into Seattle and gets. This is just this is where Seattle. Carolina goes and wins thirty to twenty four. Finish my thought before I go to the next one. But I am. They got to win this game, man. I just feel like they're a better team than this. You know this. This is this is really what I think it ultimately comes down to. The Chiefs are good enough defensively to get away, and they played such a bad team today as well. Offensively, they can get away with that amount of turnovers. The Seahawks they have to play very good on offense to win. Otherwise, because their defense cannot bail them out. Like plain and simple, Geno Smith he had three touchdowns, but that has to be no picks. Like he's got to be hyper efficient. They got to be moving the ball. I understand they didn't have Kenneth Walker or DJ Dallas today. So that was definitely a major factor in terms of what they could do play calling wise. I just think that just needs to be said and that this is a team similar to the Vikings. It's just that, look, (laughs) the Panthers, like you mentioned, you can't drop this, especially considering how close they are in the division. I I know they got some important games coming up. Um, Well, they're fighting for a while. NFC playoff. I, know, I don't see the, the Seahawks catching the Niners at this point. I think no, but even the wild card from that aspect. They no, because now with games, this loss, out. you're opening the door to a backdoor NFC North team like the Lions yep. potentially sneaking in there. I'm not going to say the Packers because I'd I love to believe it's going to happen, but I'm not very confident. But you're opening that door the to Seahawks rest of the way, yeah. You know, another maybe the Giants do sneak in because they're seven, five, and one, and they got that tie, right? And you're seven and six. So it's like this weird, like, I don't know, man. They, they, you got to win this home game against the Panthers. That's kind of what I have to say about it. It's, you know, I, this is this is just disappointing. I think you have the nail on the head. They got to take care of the football better and they got to win at home. You know, they got to win at home. Plain That's what simple. they're known for. The so. defense has been having a lot of stinkers at home, and I get the offense didn't help them out, but to they scored twenty four points. Smith, I was about to say to their credit, like the entire year, this offense has been overperforming in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. So for the their defense just not being able to really this in all season get their their footing and be competent, uh, even if they slide in, I, I think. At the beginning of the season, I was like, "Man, Seahawks playoff team." They get no. in. I I think they're out right away. Plain and simple. It doesn't even matter who they play. I I just think defensively they're just lacking so many pieces. Yeah, because they're not they got a couple of young guys game. that are okay. They're no, not have a they're home not. Game. So it's just it's tough sailing for them right now. Um, yeah. But I think the toughest sailing right now is a guy who <laughs> every year we talk about riding out in the sunset. Boy, I mean, he's he's looking to uh, get away and out almost as quickly as possible. I don't I think like. he's retiring. If I'm going to be honest, no, I just don't think. I think he's, he's going somewhere else. Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I think get he's going out somewhere else. Yeah, you can't um, be there, man. 
he's taken on this LeBron-esque uh, role in his last couple of years of his career, which I think is funny. But, yeah. you know, why not, man? Like, go chase rings. You're 45 years old for crying out loud. And, you know, you're he's right. one he's one play away at this point from being done forever, right? That's how old he is, right? If he tweaks I'd anything, agree. he's not coming back from an ACL. He's not coming back from, a you know, any any sort of injury at all, depending on the severity. He could be done, right? He's that fragile. Um, yeah. And they're just bad. <laughs> They are. There's the bad football team. I did. I thought their defense. I I was way off. I'm just gonna own up to it. I thought <laughs> predicting this. I was like, oh, Brock Purdy against Tampa Bay's defense. I thought no, their defense has man, underperformed all year. I I, I would uh, agree. Uh, I yeah. I thought they'd step up a little bit, man. Just to 35-0 was an accurate score. Pretty early, given the I mean, it was like third quarter. I, this this was bad. This was really bad. Uh, I don't know where the Buccaneers go from here. Even if they make playoffs, it's, we could set up a scenario of who they play. We already talked about some like the Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings. Like, I don't. I don't. I, they I'm starting don't match to doubt. Up, like not even close. And I'm not writing them off because they have Tom Brady, and I'm never gonna do that. Yeah, but we can't like logistically to get do to the it. Super Bowl. Wow. In my opinion, to get to the Super Bowl right now, and I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago, but now it's even more so. They're gonna have to get through San Francisco. <laughs> yep. I think anybody's gonna have to get through San Francisco. I think that they're the best, second best team in the NFC. I have to say that, but in my opinion, I think they're better than the Eagles. But you know, I don't want to say that. It's gonna out be a loud. good game. You know, um, look, they are really good defensively. They've won six games in a row. They have the last pick in the draft coming in and going 16 of 21, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. So does exactly what he needs to do. How different is that yep. from a Garoppolo stamp, you know, stat line? It's not. So and they traded they for this, okay. They traded for this guy named Christian McCaffrey. He goes 14 carries for 120 yards. And, and you know, and I know Debo went down today, so that's a concern, but is it really a concern? I guess. <laughs> You know? Yeah, they, they they still find a way to win, and uh, it's just I just have to tip my hat. It's just fantastic, coach. Yeah, really, it's just Shanahan has just been lights out all year. Injuries to whoever, defense, offense, they just keep winning. And so when they start to just do things like this, and they kind of crush the Dolphins as well, not as bad, but oh, scary team. I mean, look, it's man, really scary. I hate to be that guy. But we've talked about the Falcons catching up. The Panthers are one game back now. That's this this really division is abysmal. But like it, yeah. it's just like, oh, oh, if the Panthers can knock off one or two more teams, maybe they win the division. <laughs> like seven and ten might actually be the winning record. It's like when it's um absurd. What, what year was that when it was the Beast Quake in Seattle and they went seven, seven and nine? nine 20, and they, it was it they 20... beat the number one seed. 2011. 2011. I want to say something like that. It was still Hasselback, wasn't it? It was. It was 2010. It was 2010. That was a Packers year, right? It's possible. It's possible because yeah, I think the Saints went into Seattle, and then we had to go into Philly, and we go into Philly. Get it, it, was 20, it was 2011. It was 2011. It was the Packers year because it was January 2011. Right, technically. Okay, so it's 20 cents season for you know our yeah. sake, but interesting. 
Yeah. That's very reminiscent though. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. Um, so the last thing on our agenda now we got through all the games. Last thing on our agenda, fantasy frenzy. And uh it's good to be back in the win column, man. A little bit of a beat down this week um from, yeah. from the boy. Um, but you did you have a couple bad beats and I had a couple of really good beats. So um, I think my entire team was bad beats. Yeah, I, I'm up one forty four. I'm up one forty four to ninety eight. Um, yeah, you got sixteen out of Burrow, which is average. Uh, like Twelve out of Mixon, eight out of Cook, bust. Amon Ross St. Brown, who I thought had the best matchup of the week, at thirteen points. This weird. Yeah, Diggs All goes for scoring. six points. Diggs goes for six points. Firemuth did score a touchdown. Uh, he went for twelve. I think that was a good. You know, given the landscape of tight ends, if you can get yeah. that, but it didn't really nice. matter. Lamb went for eight points, and then you know, kicker went for nine. Baltimore at eleven, but uh, I still have Tua, and uh, McCaffrey went for twenty nine. Oliver went for twenty two. Chase went for twenty eight. Metcalf for eighteen. Hawkinson had twelve. Wilson, yeah. Garrett Wilson had fourteen. My kicker had twelve. My defense had nine. So, uh, yeah, everybody showed up. Everybody showed up, so good. To be, I think I'm going to pass you two in total points again, and I'm still going to be two games back, which is just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's but, fantasy fans. It's just how it is. Yeah, you know I mean, it's all yeah. fantasy football. Man. It's just the way <clears throat> things. That's the way it's it crazy goes. world. But um, I want to look at the score of the Dolphins game. Right now, that just started. Yeah, just started that one zero zero. So, still in the first quarter, but uh, yeah, any other closing uh, closing thoughts? No, honestly, this is probably the game of the night here or day, even. I mean, I would agree. Given the slate, yeah, we had a couple uh, boring games today. Uh, yeah, the afternoon window was uh, I mean, the Chiefs game came kind of entertaining, but it was like you never really thought the Broncos had a chance. Yeah. Um, so this should be better. And our picks literally hinge on tomorrow night's Patriots Cardinals, which. Yeah, we are both um, at some six and five right now. We both bias. have the Dolphins. So, yeah. This will be interesting. It'll be another week of uh, being one or less wins. <laughs> apart yeah, like it's really week to week here. So. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add other than it looks like unless something changes. I talked to Luke uh, Tuesday. He should be back with us. We should All right. Be bring him back to bring the, back uh, Mr. Luke yeah. for, for NBA yeah. Tuesday. Got the three-man panel instead of two. Definitely leads more get some conversation. Uh, get some and, uh, uh, Warrior Celtics talk going because that was uh... – that was pretty. Oh, big. it'll be talked about. I think the Pelicans is going to be a really. Oh, great story I cannot wait to. Touch to on, I though. cannot wait to crack one of the Suns. How man. legit this team's going to be. Um, we'll just give that as a little early preview because, uh, wow, they look insane, and Zion is finally starting to get talked about, which is crazy because before getting drafted, he was like one of the most talked about athletes. Even I mean, even in college, yeah, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, they just kind of wrote this guy off, and uh, well, he didn't write back. So I don't think he got Looking written forward. off. Like, like, Gino yeah, Smith. it was all people. He's he didn't bad. spend ten He's overweight. years. He's... No, I, yeah, that's fair. That's not the same. He just was injured. <laughs> <Not the same laughs> <in that>. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, but, uh, it's gonna be entertaining. Yeah. 
Um, so as always, guys, be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, we'll be back Tuesday for NBA Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back Thursday again. We'll stay in our normal schedule. But uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes,